You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. everybody and welcome to the first episode of Talking With Friends. That's TWF for short and we'll get to that in a minute. I'm Josh Chernoff. You know me as the weekly tour guide into the mind of the meanie. But today I'm just talking with friends, hence the name. But who are these friends? Well, they're people you've heard about on the Mind of the Meanie podcast. But today you're going to learn a lot more about them and you're going to get to be able to put a face to the name. So first, he is the creator of Meanie Tunes, the creator of Short Stories with Swaggle. He's an author. He's a ventriloquist. Uh, that one of those isn't true. But he's also my brother. Some of you know him as Fredward. We all just know him as Fresh. Punch Fresh, that is. Fred Chernoff is here. Fred, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, I had no choice. <laughs> also joining us... He is a man that many people don't see because he's usually behind the camera, but today he's in front of the camera. You've all heard about him on the podcast. He is Mr. Calvin Tan, a magician, former wrestler, as is Fred. Uh, yeah, he's a prestidigitator, amongst other things. Uh, but Calvin Tan is here. Calvin, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Mm. And last, and maybe least... He is my nemesis, my arch rival in the old TWF days. He is a former TWF tag team champion and TWF world champion. He is a uh, exercise physiologist and a color commentating extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Mangle is here. Matt, thank you for being here. No, thank you. And you're, and you're welcome. It's great. Um, to be here. So enough of all that stuff. Let's kind of just explain to everybody why uh, they're tuned in, whoever stayed through those introductions. Um, this is a show, like I said, these are all, these are my best friends. And this is an opportunity. I always kind of mention them a little bit here, a little bit there on Mind of the Meanie, but this is an opportunity for all of you to just kind of get to see them, get to learn more about them, and get to learn more about me, see me uh, in my element here uh, with, with this group of guys. Um, we kind of went back and forth on what type of topics we should have or whatever. And then we thought for the first episode, the best thing we could do is just talk about how we all became friends, especially since that is completely intertwined with professional wrestling uh, or non-professional professional wrestling as it is. Uh, so guys, we're going to get a little less formal at this point. And uh, yeah, um, do you remember how we all first met? So I guess Fred and I have known each other the longest. Um, I we we met when uh, you came home from the hospital, yeah, and I uh, asked you to be sent back, and the rest is history. Yes, 
Uh, I never went back. I never went away. Um, and then Calvin and, and Matt, you know each other the second longest, right? Yes. Middle school. Sixth grade. I, like Actually, I mean, I, I've known I've known them since sixth grade too. It was just uh, oh, okay, wasn't as, as close a friendship. But yeah, um, I, I let's talk. had more of an impact on me. Oof, yeah, let's hope we can avoid or, that. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that uh, in your early in your early days. Um, <laughs> sixth so, grade English class. Sixth grade English class. Uh, Matt, would you like to tell this story of uh, some of your earliest interactions with Fred? <sighs> I might as well go down memory lane. We have. Uh, this guy, this guy right here, right up top here, uh, was sitting next to me in a middle school, uh, as you said, Miss Boyd's English yes. class. And uh, we had a quiz or test, whatever it was. Anyway, we, we were sitting there. And we had to switch papers to grade each other's papers. And, that's, and then the teacher would go through the answer key, and then we would go through. Now, uh, I was under the impression that, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we were good as, as it were, but, uh, that, uh, soon changed when, uh, Fred decided to raise his hand and, uh, inform Miss Boyd, uh, that, uh, she had, uh, mistakenly marked a couple answers on my quiz. Correct. And thus she needed to, uh, delete them from my record and, uh, you know, increase my, uh, wrong answers to which i turned and gave him a look much like this and uh she goes uh she she uttered the immortal phrase matt with friends like these you don't need enemies <laughs> sorry <laughs> and matt took that so, to uh, say maybe we should just be friends for the next 30 years um yes yeah yeah, yeah. but uh so i remember um and then we'll get to how, like, we all, kind of, you know, I remember meeting Calvin um, at Challenges in the Willow Grove Mall. Anyone who's a fan of the Goldbergs TV show, they go right. to Challenges a lot. Uh, it was an arcade in the Willow Grove Mall uh, in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. And I remember Calvin there with his Mortal Kombat shirt. And, like, whenever I'd be there and see it, it was probably only one time, but I've, I've uh, extrapolated it in my memory to be multiple visits. But Calvin Tam was there, and it was just kind of like Fred would just be like, oh, it's my friend Calvin from school. And that was, that was it for me. Fred, how did you become friends with, with Calvin, and was it as uh, destructive uh, as your friendship with I, Matt began? <laughs> I never had a real opportunity to screw Calvin over. Um, There's still time. I, I, I think I want to say we were, we were in homeroom together in seventh grade, I think, or something like that, seventh or eighth grade. And, and it, was, it was definitely like, around the time like when everybody who was into like Mortal Kombat, like you mentioned that we'd be like passing around the video game magazines and talking about all that stuff in homeroom. And I think that's kind of back then we... you needed the magazines to know how to do the moves because we didn't have the yes. internet. Right. Ah. Yeah. So it was definitely like, I, I can picture, I don't know which, which year it was, but we, we were in, um, we had like an art class as homeroom, the one of the art teachers. And I, I can, I can picture talking to you there. So I, that was yeah, definitely middle school. But and now, it was one of those things where it's like we both found out we loved wrestling because yeah. at the time nobody liked wrestling. It was not the cool thing. Right. Yeah. What year, right. what is, year uh, would this have been? Early 90s. Hmm. Sixth grade. Would have, maybe it would have been like a 90. Oh, God. Like a 93, 94. Um, 
Terrible. By seventh grade, yeah. yeah. By seventh grade, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, as everybody knows, was uh, like the worst time in uh, <laughs> in art. Uh, I should say prior to now. Um, but it was a rough time back then. Nobody was going to school wearing their Duke the Dumpster Drossy shirt, you know? Um, yes. there, no, nobody was talking about T.L. Hopper's uh, classic match. So, um, all right. So then fast forward a little bit. Uh, and this is where wrestling really comes into play. I don't, how, think, I don't think we talked about Calvin and Matt, how they uh, got. Oh, right. I didn't think anyone cared. Um, so, no. How did you guys meet each other? It actually is important how you guys met each other. Yes, it is. Right. I, I, I believe it was, uh, I think it was, I, I first I remember him was in the cafeteria. Uh, I met him through a yes, mutual friend. Yes, cafeteria somehow. Did we yeah. have mutual friends? Somewhere in there. Yeah, the old Sandy Run Middle School yeah. cafeteria bringing people together. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, that cafeteria. The place where uh, Let's. we saw bean burritos fly. We saw uh, um, chairs, chairs get thrown. Um, there was the one time, there was the one time that uh, a gentleman came through the lunch line and two people were waiting outside the exit of the lunch line. He has his tray in hand. I think it was Vince Gravina, actually. Sorry if he's uh, listening. Um, probably not. But anyway, he's a big, he's uh, a big fan of and, Mind of the Meanie. And a big fan. Yeah, of course. Uh, and the two people grabbed his un- his underwear band and pulled and it ripped over his head. Yet the man maintained the integrity of his tray <laughs> and walked right to his seat. And no sold. So was, fir- was that your first uh, experience of a no sell? L- yes. Looking back, that was the first. Can't, yeah, can't let them win. Yeah, which which really just proves the point that professional wrestling is middle school. That's the behind the scenes of pro wrestling is is like middle school. But yeah, so you yeah. guys became friends, and you and guys, someone, someone did take a chair shot that Matt and I witnessed in the cafeteria, yeah, it was, and it wasn't uh, a folding chair. Oh. It was one of those no, chairs. Old, well, oh, one of the old fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think I think it was uh, a gentleman named Brian. Yep. A different Brian. Um, and uh, D- different than what Brian? Quiet. Oh, oh, then Meanie Brian. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone's concerned that we went to school with with Meanie. Meanie's significantly no, older a, than yeah. all. He was of a us. grown man. Yeah. He's a grown man. He was about uh, fifty three at that time. But anyway, um, the um, he's sitting there right now, going, "You don't fucking know uh, me like that." Of course not. Um, um, anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so he's uh, what we're gonna do is uh, Brian. He's totally quiet, always quiet. You might hear a couple chirps or a grunt out of him every so often. Nice kid. Um, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, someone just pushed him too far. And I would say from about 20 yards out, end over end, there goes one of these hard clay chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Makes contact with the person's head. And in shock, they were selling it. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to no sell it, but they were selling it. Uh, oh, they all stagger. The They're like up. trying to get up. And- yeah, Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian gets up and he gives them the, you know. Like, and, like the Hogan. Yeah. 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 It was great. It was one of those moments where like, like all the conversation just died out and every, everybody turns yes. to see what's going on and he is. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So and exactly. you and Calvin, Matt, you guys uh, wrestled um, on like trampolines and backyard stuff and just kind of you know, wrestle around. Calvin was, a, no, uh, I actually did not take part in the backyard wrestling. I did. You're there, right? Wrestling. 
Weren't you there when some of these I things happened? I I was I never got on a trampoline. Okay. Well, now that was uh, that was my infamous uh, uh, opponent that never showed up, Sharky. Oh, we'll get to that. He got uh, power bombed, and, and, and uh, a couple Dorian. springs uh, were left off of that trampoline. Yeah. yeah. So Calvin was an actual uh, amateur wrestler, captain of right. his team. Um, I guess some might say. And you know how I got cap- into captain on this side. What? You know how I got into wrestling? It was uh, I had I was getting the WWF magazine. Mm-hmm. And I think someone wrote in to ask Bret Hart. Uh, he they they wanted to become a professional wrestler, and if Bret Hart had any advice, and Bret Hart mm-hmm. said, uh, "You should start by joining the, your uh, school's wrestling team, get into amateur wrestling." So that's I'm like, oh, I would love to be a pro wrestler one day. So let me go join the wrestling team. That's awesome. Uh, so, so you Matt Mangles- all that to uh, that that editor that poses Bret Hart. Yeah, <laughs> Vince Russo. Um, Vince Russo is responsible for your. Uh, so Matt Mangle left us for a minute. He's back now. I apologize. That's fine. Apologize. I'll just I'll just remind you that One it's a done. this is a video show. Um, oh, I know. No, just Sorry. so you know, just so My, you'll uh, be outed for whatever just, you do. Just just work it a little more as of you're course. walking out. Yeah, next time you're walking, you know, hate to see you go, but we love to watch you leave, Matt. So let's let's no, talk just, a little bit. I'll take a bump before I head out. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, how we all became friends. So the show is called Talking With Friends, which was actually a name Mangle came up with because it, A, is exactly what's happening, and B, uh, the acronym for that is TWF. And TWF has been, that is the glue uh, that, or the the base of our friendship um, was TWF. TWF has gone through different... um, stages as you can see behind me i have the twf belt that i always have and on mind of the meanie i've talked before about what that is and that was the teenage wrestling foundation championship belt so i was 15 years old and decided that i wanted to be a professional wrestler and i and i was 15 it was enough already I, i was finished waiting um and uh we had gone so obviously we knew uh, Bill Apter. Fred and I knew Bill. He was you know, in our neighborhood, and, we, and that's a, a long story. Everybody knows already that we were close friends with Bill. Um, through, through the WWF magazine, um, we saw a, a, a thing right. just like, like Calvin Tan. WWF magazine is responsible for all these things. Uh, we saw a, uh, an article on the Wild Samoan Training Center in allentown was it the one in allentown whitehall yeah excuse me not all of us uh lived up in allentown um but uh so it it was the one in in whitehall uh pennsylvania and when we realized that that was so close and there was like a ring and then we're talking to bill and he's like yeah yeah you could probably like rent out the ring or do something they rent it out for parties this is back before anyone got sued and uh and so we called and we spoke to Afa's uh, wife, Lynn. And uh, long story short, our dad took Fred and myself uh, to Afa's school. And we were all like, we were ready to go. Uh, to the extent that I brought with my foam uh, WWF belt uh, that was called the WWF Kids Championship belt at that time. That was our uh, backyard federation 
uh, in the time. There was no violence or chairs or no. light bulbs in our backyard federation. It didn't work that way. Pillow chairs. Pillow chairs, yeah, which, uh, which Seth Lyons, who went by the name Perfect Seth, needed to be hit like a thousand times before he would fall down. Um, I'd say, how would that work out for him now? But he's like a high belt in uh, Krav Maga, so... You know, Is it right? Yeah, so we'll back off on uh, on Sethy Poo one. Um, that was his AOL screen name. Um, anyway, so we went there. We were both wearing jeans and t-shirts. Um, and so we were really ready to show our stuff. Afa wasn't there, but we went in the ring. We got into the ring and it was like, it was like, all right, have some fun. And it was at that moment that Fred and I were like, oh, we don't know how to do this. And just... Fred, what are, what are your memories of that? The ring was small and really, really hard, mm-hmm. and um, and we uh, we, didn't, we didn't know we didn't know how to uh, how to bump, so we weren't going to do anything like that. We just kind of played around a little bit and tried different things and and worked like random matches and and um, typically, usually Josh had to win when we would wrestle unless yeah. unless we had enough time to get multiple matches in then he he would lose but only if he got his win back in the the follow-ups he always had to come out ahead in some way yeah i mean you suggest that i lose i just stroke my fu manchu let's <laughs> say that doesn't work for me brother um but, but so we, we did a few of those and that was the first i, I put you in a sharpshooter at one point I mean, that's, that's what i was getting to that okay. there was for a period of about about 10 years of my life at various points if there were other people around um josh would would somehow convince me to take a sharpshooter and he would wrench back legit and yeah, uh, like like bret hart in madison square garden and like, like bret yeah. hart with mr perfect's uh uh singlet uh <laughs> hanging by a thread and just pull back you know yeah and i i fell for it every time but uh, that's yeah. so that that one stands out i remember i remember the sharpshooter and i remember trying you wanted me to power slam you for like the finish, but I couldn't like pick you up in the position. So you had to come like off the, off the ropes or something. That, that's, oh yeah. That's about all I really remember. It was um, the old, uh, the old, the old lead ass, uh, power slam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. Not um, a clue. And at that moment, that's when we really learned our lesson and said, you know what? This isn't something we can do. We're just kids. We need to, uh, wait and train properly. Yes. Um, that's not at all what happened. So we walked away from that going, I mean, we're pretty much ready to main event uh, our own promotion. And uh, I, I, mean, I, I knew, I knew very quickly, like that this was not going to work for me very well. Like that, that I, it was, it was a lot, it's a lot scary. It's not a trampoline, you know? And uh, no. I figured that out very quickly, but yeah, you were very motivated about it. And, and your, your takeaway from that was uh, when can we do it again? Yeah. And can we, can we get more people to come with us? I don't, I don't remember why originally we didn't like invite, you know, like, like, like Seth or like, I don't, I don't know whoever, but like, we, we, I don't, we, I don't know if we invited anybody, but, but whatever it was, it was just us. And then yeah. the next time I, you're like, I think it was just, again. yeah, I think it was like kind of testing the waters a little bit. But right. so then, so what happened was we basically were like, okay, we want to have a bunch of people and yep. we called, I believe we called Lynn again off his wife mm-hmm. and she had suggested, why don't you go up and rent out the, the space and why don't you um, do go up to Hazleton? It, she yeah. said, it's a much bigger ring. It's a much bigger venue there, uh, much better suited for us to come with a bunch of people. So right. That brings us to what we, so that brings us to the start of the TWF. 
Um, the event was called the eighth day. And the reason it was called the eighth day was because it was like on the seventh day, you know, God did this on the eighth day. The TWF yeah, the wrestling like, event. It, yeah, it made no, it, it was like, it made no sense. It was, I think I was going for something like Genesis or like, you know, something like it's the beginning of something. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but it, 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 whatever. So, but at this point it was called the TWF and that kind of came from, uh, we had always had, I took our backyard federation, the WWF kids very seriously, um, more seriously than anyone else and more seriously than I should have, but I took it very seriously. And I realized for us to reach that next stage of, of this company, um, that we needed to change the name. So I went back and forth over like Dresher Wrestling Federation and like, cause we lived in Dresher, Pennsylvania and different things like that. And, and then I finally settled. I said, you know what? We could be, and like I got this, cause in the back of my mind, I kept knowing that there was no way this could be anything. We can't, we're not professional wrestlers. So eventually I realized it's like, no, we're not professional wrestlers, but we could be like the little league of pro wrestling. Because there's no Little League. There's no peewee football for pro wrestling. And I thought, why not? There's real sports have, you know, elementary school age kids doing it and theater programs for yes. as low as elementary school and, and below. So my thought was like, well, pro wrestling is basically sports and theater combined. It, it didn't make any sense to me why pro wrestling couldn't have a Little League. Um, so... I realized, hey, we're teenagers and I love the Heart Foundation. So we're not going to be the Federation because it was the WWF and, and, you know, we didn't want to confuse the marketplace. Um, so we became the Teenage Wrestling Foundation, TWF. Yeah. And uh, that was really the start. Um, and that brings it to, I had a conversation on a bus with uh, John Brody um, <laughs> and my, my friend from school and that's when we came up with his great character, Avram Baruch, where he was a Hasidic Jew um, using his actual Hebrew name. Um, and he had payas and everything. I mean, he didn't really. They were, they were working payas. Um, and, uh, but we came up with all that. And I, I had him and I had uh, Hillbilly Noah. Uh, it was my buddy, mm -hmm. uh, Noah Lichtenberg, who doesn't want to be presented in, that, in, a, yeah. in a negative way. Um, but Noah, Noah was, we called him Hillbilly Noah. And, uh, and that was it. And I still had my group uh, called the Wolfpack, um, which I'd like to say was a coincidence, um, but was just completely Original. stolen from the Wolfpack. Um, something I would do many, many times in my career. Um, so from there, uh, I said to Fred, we need more people. And that's kind of where Calvin initially comes in. And then we can kind of skip over that show because I don't know that anyone cares. I yeah, well, I want, I want to jump back a little real quick. It's the Wolfpack thing made me think of it. You talk about we went and we were wearing just like basically street clothes mm -hmm. and, you know, wearing jeans. The The irony of that is that you had a lot of a lot of outfits, a, a lot of gear that you had never really worn for any uh, Scott real purpose. St Scott Steiner about Scott to Steiner's enter your, your garage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're... Uh, there were, you, we had in the basement, we had like, wasn't it like a, like a Phillies locker or something like that? Yeah. And it was filled with just, you, you would use like um, fabric paint and make design, design gear for yourself. I'd cut up my gear. I'd, do, I'd, I'd cut up like yeah. jeans. I'd do like whatever mm -hmm. I could, you know, 
whatever I could come up with. Um, so you've always yeah. had like fully accessorized, but uh, oh yeah, but not not that one time in the Allentown. But no, because I was a little um, embarrassed. I think I think I was embarrassed to show up in my I, yeah. gear um, with the, with the puffy paint with my my puffy paint gear. Hey, it was it was the nineties. Um, um, but yeah, so but then yeah. I, we needed people and. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah. I talked to Calvin that I, we were in. God, it was, it was our senior year. And we were in um, social studies class, I think. Um, and it was, I think it was like government econ that that year. And I remember talking about it. And uh, and I was like, you know, if you have anybody you think might be interested in coming along, and Calvin at, the, at that point, I think we'd hung out like once, one, like one time you'd you'd come over to like play some music in my basement. Um, but like other, we've been friends for years, but we like never hung out outside of school. So, um, invited him to my bar mitzvah. He didn't come. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, of course not. <laughs> but, uh, but I, and I was surprised. I didn't know, like, I, I didn't know if he'd be up for it, but Calvin was really excited. And he said he, he had, he could think of a few people who might want to do it. So, you know, take so, it Cal- so Calvin Tan, um, what we're going to skip over some things because you can find actually on fight TV, uh, there is a retrospective, 20-year retrospective of Beyond the Grave with myself, Noah Sokoloff, and Calvin Tan, where we kind of talked about like when I first came to Calvin and, and asked you know, about being a part of it and everything. So definitely check that out. Again, it's on Fight TV. Uh, it's called something. Um, <laughs> called Beyond the Grave 20 years later or something like yeah, that. Um, but so Calvin showed up to that to kind of just skip through to bring where Mangle. Mangle wasn't there at Hazleton. Um, but Calvin, I remember a couple of things like when you came there. So you were there with with uh, Rod and Noah, uh, and Noah was driving Noah to Hazleton, drove. driving really fast, eating a hoagie. Um, and then you got there. Tell us a little bit about the spider in the uh, WXW locker room or bathroom, so, rather. I mean, so we get there, and and I guess we got there late because you guys were already in the ring. Yes. So. We're like, all right, go get changed. So I'm like, all right. And I, I guess I just didn't think that it would be a locker room. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just change in the bathroom. <laughs> so I go in there. And it was the grimiest bathroom ever. They had like go into the, like a layer of grime over everything. And so I'm changing in there and I look over and there's this giant spider <laughs> like on a spider web attached to the toilet bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man! Like I didn't want to touch anything. I didn't. I was just like, I changed real quick and I got out of there. And then later, I found out there was a locker room I could have changed then. Yeah. Um, so we were there. So we had some fun. One of the big things that I know, uh, Jacob Fatu from MLW, the MLW World Champion, has uh, been pushing heavily for is a is a rematch with uh, with this. But um, oh man! But uh, Lance, um, does Lance just go by Lance on Hawaii or? I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, he, had, he had a he had a gimmick name for a while, years ago. Samoan Thunder, I thought, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. But so so one of the Samoans. So he was there. I guess he's was he Samu's son or what was the? I think so. I don't remember, I but so. he was like think, six years old or something. Yeah, and he came into the ring and just six, beat the crap out of all of us, yeah. which was which was great. Yeah, um, yeah. You didn't you didn't have to know how to sell when he was in there. Yeah. Oh man. The yeah, he was seven. But, he, and he uh, some- so, so Afa's there. We met Afa. He comes by. And I remember we're in the ring, and he's like, uh, and he's like, "You have any questions?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah. How do we how do we bump?" 
And he's like, what did he say? Something like, oh, you got to pay for that or you got to like. I think he was, was it bumping or running the ropes? I, I remember that you asked him how to run the ropes. And maybe it was running the ropes. Yeah, he Something probably didn't. Like I, I didn't bump. <laughs> but he said, yeah, you got to pay for the class. Yeah, you got to pay for the class, um, which I did years later. But that's a, a story for another time. So fast forward from this event. We had a lot of fun. We stayed for the WXW show afterwards where some someone in the balcony threw their their underwear. We did. She, I mean, th- this is when when the um, when the, the the little Samoan beat us all up. Uh, it was yeah. it was in uh, it was that, that was uh, like a battle royal we did with the, a lot of the WXW wrestlers who yeah. Like when you look at it, when you look at it now, that we were just a bunch of like scrawny kids who had no business being in there. They were all really cool. Oh, they were super cool. Nobody like took liberties. Yeah, that's a good point. You look back on it. And you easily could tell a story like, yeah, these kids were in here, so we're going to go in and mm-hmm. rough them up a bit and teach them about the business. They no, did. They, they went fun. in. They were watching our matches and like, like giving running commentary. Yeah, there's like, a, oh, when I used a spork, they were excited about that. When I, I hit yeah. the uh, hit the elbow on a doily or whatever, the I don't know what was going on. But so anyway, so we decided from there that we were going to uh, we're going to really make a run for this thing. We're gonna we're gonna do our own show now. Uh, we had the WXW people in the audience. It's time to do our own show. So what kind of happened through that was in between Hazleton, which was January 30th, 1999, and June 18th, 1999, which mm-hmm. was TWF Armageddon, which was our first actual show where people paid money to come and see us, uh, money well spent. And, and we, had, we had that name before WWF had that name. We did have that name before WWF did. Right. I also went by the name of Rocky the Rock Styles, which I had before Dwayne Johnson. Uh, after Don Morocco and a million other rocks, but still. Was, were you before uh, AJ Styles was using that name? I oh, guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was before that. Um, my Styles came from uh, from right. uh, the Teen Wolf movie, and Rocky came from Rocky Balboa. Um, little fun fact. But um, so then it's time. We, we, I wanted to get a WXW show at my school that I was going to. And... Afa um, and Ellie Smooth, and I forget who else came, but it came to the school and we like met with the, the headmaster of the school and it just wasn't going to work. And you had Afa come meet with your headmaster? I don't remember that. Yeah, I'll never forget. Man. I'm hanging out. I think it was with Brody and this girl, uh, Corinne Campbell, who was just make a, a good dog break his chain. Um, she, she was a little bit older than me. And uh, she comes, I had such a, a, a crush on her, but she comes running out. She's like, there are big wrestlers here to see you. And I'm like, what? Like, what is, like, and it was very, when I went, where I went to school, like, sometimes it felt very much like television where you never really see them in class. Because if you notice in this story, like, I'm just hanging out somewhere outside and she comes running out there. But uh, anyway, yeah, Afo's was there. And it was, it was crazy. But afterwards, we realized how much money it was going to be to get them and all. And and, uh, and the headmaster of the school actually says to me, Yo, why don't you just do your own? You could put on your own show. You don't need them. And, he's, and he then was like, I could connect you with the Boy Scouts of America for insurance. And I'm sure you'd be able to rent our gym for free. And I was like, it, really looking back yeah. on this, um, that guy both crazy but also responsible for like without him i don't know that i'd even be here today doing this so um or any of the other things that i'm doing uh this is obviously number one now um but uh is anybody still watching um so we so we uh from there 
we uh, we decided to do our own thing. We got the insurance. We rented a, a, a ring from Jim Kettner, and that is when, come April of uh, of 1999, was when we all got together at Fred and my grandfather's real estate office, an office where we would one day uh, go to work. Um, but at yeah. the time, we we borrowed the conference room on a on a Saturday afternoon, and that was the first time I met Matt Mangle. Uh, Calvin brought uh, you brought Mangle and you brought uh, Dorian Porter, and uh, and I had uh, Brody and oh and you, and uh, Sokoloff, Fred, uh, you were there. Sokoloff yeah. was the, Noah Sokoloff, uh, Andrew Sagan, Jr. Um, Jr. was not there yet. No. This was so Jr. didn't make an appearance until Armageddon because he was a DJ and he ran the uh, so he he did the music for us. Um, We had a few. I mean, right right away, and this is like this is a running theme, but that that people just would no show or or things would come up. But even from the first meeting, there were there were like two or three people who were supposed to attend who did not. Yeah. So and I mean that's you know something that followed us all through you know, our time, uh, involved in Absolutely. wrestling, uh, until now, this, I think is the first TWF <laughs> event yeah, we've ever done up. that everybody showed up to. Um, so that's good. Uh, just as many fans too. Um, so we ended up, we, we all got together. I remember like for me being a 15 year old kid who was probably at the time, like five foot six. And then you've got Matt who at that point, I guess you would have just turned 18 and, you know, yeah. you were, uh, like it, it was, it was crazy. Like you walked in and I'm like, cause I already knew Sokolov. So it was what it was, but you were actually like, no offense to him, but you were actually in shape. Um, like <laughs> Noah was like six, four or whatever, but you were like actually in shape. Yeah. And I was just like, my first thought was, I'm, I'm not going to work them. I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to work him or Dorian. These guys will kill me. Um, so I was like, who can I put them against? Uh, yeah, I think Dorian was, uh, he was on the track team, so he was in shape too. Yeah, sure. he was pretty lean. Sure. Um, but uh, so then we all, we all got together, if you remember, and we, this was like when we sat down, we're like, all right, what's everyone's gimmick? What is our look yeah. going to be? What's all that stuff? Yeah, we had like, we had um, like printouts of like how to figure out like who your character is and all that stuff. And then yeah. like, like a, a stack of papers of, of wrestling moves. And like, which I still have pick, somewhere. Pick, I found pick some of these moves and see. see yeah. What move, like. what move do you want? Oh, I'll do the uh, pile driver. That seems safe. Um, so we, no, but I remember, I actually remember it perfectly. Fred and I having the conversation about mangle. Cause I think Calvin, you may have yeah. told Fred what they wanted their names to be. And, now, Fred, you had kind of uh, you had wrestled Dorian through uh, the internet, right? Oh, Calvin, also, yeah, and Calvin, yeah, we yeah. done like um, e wrestling, which is a very '90s thing, yeah. um, where th- there was a computer simulator program um, that would run matches, and so like people would uh, people would just like cut promos, like you typed your promo up, and then they w- they would put it all together. Like someone who ran the thing would 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 simulate the event. And run the. They'd put the promos in. They would have commentary, and they'd tell you, and you'd, you'd wait and see and hope that you'd win. And uh, it didn't didn't usually go well for me. And one time, uh, Calvin had his <laughs> character run in, like wrapped with barbed wire or something like that. Taz machine, I believe. Oh, good lord! It was a Taz machine, a complete rip of uh, of Fred, obviously ECW. Fred was Taz. never the same after his yeah, loss okay. to Taz machine. And that was his like um, only ma- his first match too. Yeah. Yep. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we heard that, we heard about uh, we heard about Taz Machine about uh, ten years later. Ten, ten <laughs> years later, uh, somebody had had a Fred. Fred worked the match. Fred, yeah, Fred oh, worked God. a match out in uh, worked uh, the territories out in Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a we'll get, well, yeah, we'll get to that another time. Uh, that's Manza, a deep cut. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we had uh, uh, we you had some experience in that regard, character wise. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I guess Heat Wave came from for Calvin, and also yep. ECW. Talk about taking things from ECW. They had a pay per view <laughs> Heat Wave. What's that? Yeah, it's exactly where it came from. Yeah. Um, oh, and now all these years later, we're doing this on the Mind of the Meanie YouTube channel. The Blue Meanie is allowing us to do this. A man who actually wrestled at Heat Wave. So it all comes yeah. full circle. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, just just real quick, my experience with with wrestling is that I was wa- when I started watching wrestling, it was all WWF, mm-hmm. right? It was Saturday Saturday mornings, and then what happened is when the Monday Night Wars started. Raw and Nitro became the program, but oh, yeah. that was on cable, and I never had cable, so I couldn't watch Raw or Nitro. So I was flipping through the channel one day, and and channel forty eight local channel is fuzzy, but <laughs> all of a sudden ECW, and I see you know a clip of Shane Douglas throwing down the belt, and uh, started started, and then I became a huge ECW fan. But that I mean that was back in the day when people would bring weapons to the arena for oh, the yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. Right. Like Raven took a Nintendo that some, someone from the crowd brought <laughs> in and I'll drive Tommy dreamer through the Nintendo. Like, you know, it was just crazy. Um, and you introduced, yeah. I mean, you told Fred about it, who told me about it. That's how I found out about. Yeah. That's ECW. right. And, um, yeah. and it, yeah, we, we had so much pride, like uh, being like Philly people. There's so much pride in ECW that like yeah. it was, because it was the thing, especially it, it, it ties into saying about like when we were in middle school and how no one watched wrestling and all. By the time we were in high school, and wrestling was becoming cool anyway. But ECW was the thing that you could show someone who wasn't a wrestling fan, and they would be like, "Whoa, that's actually yeah, that's that's pretty crazy." And it, I mean, it was, <laughs> and it was <laughs> crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're so we're picking the names. I remember sitting there in your room, Fred, and and you're at the computer, and we're having a conversation about mm. Mangle. And, uh, and we're just like, it's Mangle. Like how he, his name's Matt Mangle. The man yeah, has to be, and we just changed it. M A N G L E. Like it, it's like, how could it's, it's better than almost anything they, they come up with in developmental. Yeah. He would have been like, it was just like, uh, it was just perfectly made. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so he's, he, he became Matt Mangle, um, uh, with just different spelling. And, yep. uh, and then, and then, and then we had a difficult one. Like, this is something you couldn't get away with. So you had Dorian Porter, who went by the name the African Assassin. <sighs> a couple of things. Number one, it was 1999. We didn't really, like, think about it mm-hmm. until we started. Like, so Dorian is a black man. He chose the name the African yes. Assassin. He is an assassin who is African. Mm-hmm. However, when reading it on a thing, it, it, uh, there were people who perhaps looked at it as here is a man whose goal is to assassinate Africans. Um, like, like, like a crocodile hunter. Sure. Um, just horrible. And, uh, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know why we didn't just go with assassin. He, want, well, he, 
Damien Ali. Well, da- so fashion. that's the that, thing. That was that was the second show. We got <laughs> some got feedback name. and we're like, hey, maybe you have a different. And I believe his name was Dorian Ali Porter. So he went with yeah. Damien Ali. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was always a thing. It was like you'd have like the African assassin and be like, what the what? And then he'd walk out and everyone be like, oh. Oh, I get it. You know, oh, I get it. And that's why like you couldn't get in trouble. <sighs> But Are it's we? very important that we make it known that he came up with that name, that yeah, we did not come man. up with it. Uh, and then, Fred, your name was Punch Fresh. Right. From the <laughs> WCW comic book. From the WCW comic book. I, I don't think he was an actual wrestler. He was – there was a segment of a comic book that I don't know if I have anymore, but but he um, – what was the – PN News or something PN like News. that? So the the rap, PN News. The, yep. There, who was an actual professional wrestler. And in the comic book, he takes on a guy named Punch Fresh who defeats him. Um, and like, I remember it was like a ridiculous thing where he, like PN News wraps his way through the match and says something about like, I'm, like I'm something, something. And when, and when, when you beat me, I make a big splat and he falls to the outside and Punch Fresh beat him. And for some reason, I, I saw myself in that character. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, it. I believe Punch Fresh in the comic book was also a black man. I believe he was. Um, uh, yep. Massive muscles, and you just looked at this and you said, "It was. It was. I mean, it was a natural." It's like they, yeah, like they basically drew me into this comic book. How can I not go with that name? So, um, so yeah. So then we were off to TWF Armageddon. Fred and Calvin made the uh, flyers during <laughs> in, in the library during study during, hall. During study hall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, Calvin this was is, the only person who knew how to use Photoshop back in those days. And this, we talked a little bit about this on the on the special on fight. Like we back then, like this black and white printed out um, little like tear off uh, poster blew my mind. Like I couldn't. I'm like, this is we're legit. This is so cool. But uh, so we get to Armageddon, and uh, and at this point, I think we should maybe shift the show for the last little bit. We can talk about Armageddon, you know, a little bit or another time, but like, I don't want to just take everyone through the whole history of the TWF exactly. Right. Cause I don't know that anyone cares. I don't know that, you know, 40 minutes in they're they're still even here watching this. Um, so, I mean, really, I just kind of want to talk about our love for it back then. Like the excitement about it because the show itself, I mean, we had people no show, um, Mangle ended up oh, yeah. wrestling Dorian and he wasn't supposed to Dorian wasn't even supposed to wrestle. Um, and That's then right. he got heat yeah. with his, with his mom, his mom, um, his mom was ready to just, man, she was not happy yet. She still videoed it and <laughs> which was great. Cause we had a, an alternate just, uh, camera angle. Yeah. She just, just wanted proof so she could whoop him later. Look what yep. you did. <laughs> yep. Just man, whoop him with the VCR. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Mangle, just like for you, what was that like for like Armageddon just to be able to finally like get into a ring and, you know, you're a big wrestling fan and. I was cool. And at that point, I, I literally, literally, literally never been inside of a ring before. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, it's not as soft as you thought it was going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh I was expecting to wrestle somebody who I had wrestled before in the aforementioned uh, trampoline stuff. Um, mm-hmm. They no showed. Uh, I was also playing um, 
So it was summer. Uh, I was playing Legion baseball. Uh, so I had a game that night. Uh, so I had to, uh, you know, come up with a, something uh, peculiar occurrence. Uh, so you were more committed could- to the TWF <laughs> than Sid was to, uh, to any promotion yeah. he was working during softball season. Didn't he shit his pants uh, wrestling the uh, Undertaker? Yeah, or is that somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, it was cool getting in there. Uh, Dorian uh, didn't want to talk about the match uh, prior to, uh, so we got in there and um, just about <laughs> what you would expect that would end up like it was. Um, I don't think anybody took a bump. Uh, we actually had the same outfit, uh, with the exception <laughs> of uh, the color difference with Sorry. our. Uh, uh, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah. the color difference of the beater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. sighs> they, you were wearing a white wife beater uh, tank top. White. And a he white. Was wearing red. And he was wearing, he was wearing red. red. Yes, which also matched the ring, which I know pleases you, Josh. Um, but anyway, so we're in there. I think we worked about a 47-minute match. Uh, <laughs> I think we did about three things. A couple punches. A, uh, I think we tried a, a spear at the same time, which worked out very well. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, it was terrible. It was... So to, 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 to save the day from the shit show that it was, uh, Calvin comes down to the ring with two tag belts and tells us basically, take these, stop wrestling, Cover the back. The ECWA so we did. tag belts. So we did. Jim Kettner so, gave so us actually, to use. So not only am I the uh, only TWF tag team, former tag team and world champion, but uh, ECWA uh, world tag team champion. So uh, that's fine. In the way that Ric Flair you, you was, have to a, get me a was a WWF tag champion because he held <laughs> up, you know, when they were blurring it out. Um, exactly. uh, so, so my first match was actually – in the ring there that night was with Calvin Tan um, where Calvin did like some like springboard stuff. And it actually was uh, fairly good for how horrible it was the match, you know, Um, it was. And then, uh, you know, I think we, we ended it. That was another thing I I picked you up. You were supposed to get hit by somebody uh, who I think like no showed or whatever it was. I don't know. It was a it was a cluster, but um, but it was fun. Yeah, I and think I did a good job selling for yeah. you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I did the was job. That, that, was that part of the um, what do we call it? The, the internet invasion. Thing? Internet invasion. Yeah. I just want, I just want to say like, without going to the whole the whole cardinal, but we had we just to to show the the chutzpah that that we had in trying to do this. That we came up with an idea that we were going to. We were going to have a uh, show. I guess was the the goal was eventually to like in order to sell the tape of Armageddon. I guess so. We yeah. were going to give away. It's a huge market the, for it. We were going to give away the the opening couple matches, which set up a lot of the matches on the main card mm-hmm. on this internet invasion thing. In 1999, we thought we were going to broadcast a show on the internet. I don't know how we thought we were going to do this or what or, you know, even to digitize the footage in 2021. It. it still blows my mind that we're able to somehow get this on the internet. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's man, it was, uh, it was a ballsy, uh, uh, idea. It, Fre- it was Fred's idea. Um, I think, I think, yeah, you're ahead think of your time. We, 
we both we both had a had a lot of big ideas, and I think everybody was just so excited by what we were doing and being part of this thing, and that we that as fans of the business that we could actually get in the ring and perform in front of a crowd, that we were just spitballing ideas, and it was like an like an um, what do you call it? like an echo chamber, like where every everybody was like, oh yeah, that's that's great, and nobody yeah. stopped to think if any of this made any sense at all. It didn't, and that's the thing. It didn't matter because we had so much excitement, so much energy. And, uh, and it was when we finally like started, some of us started wearing gear. Like I actually wore a singlet that, uh, was tie dyed singlet with this logo on it. Um, which is what this shirt represents. And then of course mine of the meanie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's look, it, it's, it's crazy to look at 20, almost 22 years later. Um, yeah, you know, we, it, we had a lot of fun and, and that was really, you know, I don't know that this episode, appeals to anyone um other than just, just to learn a little bit about us but that was really the start of this group friendship that we have obviously everyone kind of there was connections individually but this group of us that was the start almost 22 years ago um well if you think of, if you think about it right like today you have the internet and you have social media where you can meet and interact with people Mm -hmm. right that are that yeah. that have the, the same likes as you right whatever hobby or whatever you're into like for us we didn't have that right we, we just happened to just through school found find out that we all loved wrestling and then it became this thing and then we got together and we talked about it and then we kind of just made it up as we went along and I think the key thing is that we couldn't we, really look anything up either no I mean no, Fred no. found that you know the Jericho armbar list pretty much of wrestling moves. Um, that was about it. But, uh, you know, and then we would go on in a story for another day just to talk about, you know, the show at the Fort Washington Expo Center that we sure. did, you know, and, and that's, we'll go into detail on that one day, but there is the fight, uh, the fight TV special about that. Um, but in general, you know, one thing that I would say is like 22 years later for all of us to, to still be, you know, this close it shows what wrestling can do. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I think I speak for all of us when I say the only reason we can't really confirm or deny whether or not some wrestling is bad today is because it's so bad we won't even watch it. Um, but then there's some wrestling today that's great. Um, and I just won't say which one's which in hopes to that someone will just hire me. But um, I think to me, I said this in the, on the Fight TV special, I was chasing the the high of the TWF of the TNHA, specifically Beyond the Grave, but um, which was October '99. But I was chasing that for my entire wrestling career, and I couldn't find it because even though my matches got better, and our matches, Mangle and I would have tons of matches with each other and stuff, and even though all of our stuff got better, um, you can't. I mean, the the excitement, the youth, the time of when this was. You know, nowadays, this isn't, like, you can't do this now. You, you shouldn't do it. But you couldn't do something no, like no. the TWF, the Teenage Days. You couldn't do that now. And if you did it, if you could do it, it doesn't really matter. Because, like, everybody is, like, everyone's on TikTok or whatever the hell, breaking through tables. Like, it's not, it just, it was a different time. And it really, it, it forged our friendships. And, oh, it you definitely know, did, yeah. The, uh, uh, I think we, oh, go ahead. No, 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 please, please. 
Uh, I was going to say, it, it's, I mean, it's definitely a right place at the right time thing, right, right people, sure. right place, right time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, too, I, I think there's a, there's a passion to it because, because it, it, it was never that successful for, for us that we, we obviously had dreams later on, especially of this is going to be something where we're running monthly shows continuously forever and maybe more than that, you know, as, as the demand grows. And because, especially in those early, early days, it was so infrequent and then it was over that it became like, like I, I can relate it to, to um, in theater that I always, felt, I, I did a lot of community theater and high school theater. And then I briefly did summer stock professional theater. And I found at the time that when you're doing shows multiple times a day, like every day, it's just a job. And the passion that the, the amateurs had in theater of like, this is, we only get to do two or three performances and we work so hard and we're all a team. Like, Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me a lot of that, that we were a team of people who no one thought could do this stuff. And because we did it so infrequently, each each event stood out so clearly in our memories and was so distinct. And it never became just a job, just a routine. We were always like super psyched about what we were doing. Yeah. Until around 2002. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. a story for another yeah. day. Um, but yeah, be, hey, before we, you know, start wrapping things up and all of that, um, you know, and I do hope that everybody will, you know, follow us on social media uh, at Mind of the Meanie, but you can follow me at So Says Chernoff and let me know what you think of this. Leave some comments. Let us know. Hey, we love these stories. Tell us more. Hey, stop talking about this stuff. No one cares. You know, let us know whatever it is. Um, we'll, we'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, we'll talk about anything you want. And that's what I was kind of thinking we would do now before we, uh, you know, before we wrap things up. Just be like, what's up, everybody? Like, what are you up to? What's going on? Fred got a shot. I did. I got, got my vaccine yesterday. Yeah. Uh, got to cool. go back in March. Yeah. So uh, I tried yeah, to yeah. get a vaccine. <laughs> it, it, there, no, you can't no get luck. them anywhere here. No. So we I should mean, point out that Fred's... You, re- you did register? I pre-registered. Oh, you pre-registered. Okay. So the, the, I mean, obviously, when they get to wherever <laughs> I'm supposed to be, they'll, they'll let me know, which is not going to be anytime soon. No. No. Sometime this year. Yeah. Eventually. Um, um, we're, uh, we're entering WrestleMania season now. Um, we are. I, I just heard yeah. today um, that uh, Snickers was going to be, uh, that they were going to be sponsoring both WrestleMania and the main event. And people were like up in arms, like, wait a minute, Snickers is going to sponsor the main event. And I'm like, I got to tell you, of all the things that have ever bothered me in wrestling, I could not care less about about that news. Like, it did. I didn't find it. Why? Why are people upset about that? I don't know. Well, because it's freaking uh, internet wrestling internet. Wrong, yeah. You know, yeah. like they That's just. I mean, if you look at things, like a lot of these businesses need uh, sponsorships to fill out. You know, the revenue coming mm-hmm. in. Like, like sure. if you watch hockey, like it's the first time that NHL has allowed ads on hockey players helmets mm. so they need to make money somewhere. this season there's, yeah, a, there's whatever money. logo of whatever company mm-hmm. to you know yeah. put on whatever team's helmet now for the for right. just a season so sure. at this point everybody put yourselves over mangle hmm. what do you do put yourself what over a little bit what do i do uh I what do you do that you want training. people to know about i guess oh oh I own a personal training studio in Glenside, which is outside, uh, it's a suburb outside of Philadelphia. 
Uh, I've been doing that. I've owned that business for about almost uh, eight and a half years. Uh, so I do live. And these days I do virtual. I work a lot, but um, Thursdays I have uh, a couple virtual appointments and then I chill with my daughter who's one. Um, that's why I left earlier. Say goodnight to her real quick. <laughs> um, so I do that and uh, I am I have a just started up recently. Uh, Josh, you had, had a hand in this with some editing, but um, personal training unlocked on YouTube. Uh, we do not have enough subscribers yet to have the name. We're going to change that. Slash. We are going to so change that. you just have that. to search for it. But uh, personal training unlocked. Um, also, uh, ptunlocked at gmail.com. Uh, if anybody has any fitness questions, that's what I'm here for. So Pod Squad. Uh, uh, more than happy. Yep. I think the Pod Squad's the only people who are watching this at this point. Um, and, uh, or at least one of them. Yeah, at least one. Um, but... In the in the uh, uh, whatever section, um, I'm very technical. Um, in in the whatever section, the gimmick, this, sec, the gimmick section. Yeah, there the we gimmick. go. In the gimmick section, uh, we're gonna have a link to your YouTube uh, page. I appreciate that. And let's see what we can't do about getting him a hundred subscribers. Sure. Um, that would be fantastic. Because then he'll be able to get that. Uh, he'll be able to get that name. So let's do that. Come on. If I, if I subscribe, does that uh, make up for sixth grade? Ooh. Uh, if you throw in that PA title. Oh, uh, we should know. Fred is a former Pennsylvania I'm, champion. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm uh, joking. He doesn't have it pays. I, I have it. Um, oh, you do it. Yeah. Huh. I, have Funny it. That. Well, I gave it to him and he, <laughs> and he left it at my house. He didn't want it. I am. You know. um, we'll, we'll, cool. we'll be good, Fred. And then if he sends you the title. In the okay. mail. Then I'll get we'll it. Good. Wait a minute. So I have to send, just to be clear, Matt, you and I but live you, about 20 Fred, minutes you, from each other. Fred's in Florida. Yep. So I should send him the belt for him to send to you. He just wants me to have to pay the extra then, postage. To <laughs> there you go. It up. No, send, send him the belt. I don't want it. He should have. It's the least I could do. So Fred's wearing a fresh shirt right yes. now from when he turned heel and joined uh, the IOV, which was the Innovators yes. of Violence. That was uh, right. that was led by Calvin Tan, and uh, you yep. had Mangle and, and uh, Porter in there. And Fred joined them, and he became fresh. Um, and we'll talk about that one day. But what I wanted to point out was the airbrush shirt you were wearing because yes. that was a big thing that we didn't touch on was that we all had airbrushed uh, gear eventually. Right. Eventually, Mangle would end up getting... Uh, an IOV shirt and it would end up getting, you know, the, uh, beater that had that on there. Um, and still all, have it. all the, yeah. And all these years later, uh, I still go to, it's not the exact same artist. This artist worked for the company and then went off on her own. And, but it's the same basically person who does my ties now is the person who it was all that same originally with C Harris designs and, then they right. then she broke off from them and that was it. That's uh that's I still get my ties airbrushed and all of that came from uh, the TWF. But uh, but yeah, Calvin, put yourself over, man. What do you, what are you doing these days? Because uh, it's very like, rare, except for when you and I are getting together with Joseph Santa Laquita. Um, it's the yeah, that's I the kinda, only time you're behind the camera. I kind of do everything, anything that I like. So I kind of get into different things and then I kind of just do them so 
Uh, I do digital marketing professionally. Um, I do, I'm a magician, so I'll take gigs every now and then. Oh, uh, oh you don't man, gig, you don't man gigs himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm in the photography, um, you know, so I'll travel places and take uh, a lot of landscape photography. You, you can tell because he's got the best bukkake on his camera right now. Bokeh. Bo- bo- I apologize. Bokeh. Creamy, it's, it's creamy blurred background is actually what it's supposed to be. <laughs> A creamy blurred background yes, called that's what bokeh, bokeh, not bukkake. That is a that's a creamy something else. Creamy something, guy. Um, oh. um, uh, so photography, and then I I do video work. So I uh, you know for Fight TV for for you. Um, so we've been travel. You know we we've been at AEW shows. We've been at conventions. We used to travel uh, all the time. We used right. to. <laughs> different world yeah but we would and that's why some people might recognize uh calvin if you've ever seen me do if you've ever seen me do anything um for fight tv out in the field uh you would recognize calvin if you happen to have been there at uh bash at the beach for AEW, you'd recognize fred who uh we were down in florida and and fight tv was like you got a brother down in florida right which was tra- translation which one we're not paying for brother, brother. uh we're not paying for Calvin to go down there. Um, exactly. And uh, and then, of course, uh, StarCast 2 in Las Vegas. Uh, Matt Mangle was there uh, with Calvin um, getting some great shots. Uh, also, uh, some good photography. Um, and uh, we, we went and got some sushi, if you remember. Uh, that was a, a fun story. story. For another time, yeah. That's a story for another time, too. It was uh, a story for another time. in the morning. Um, man, Andy really wanted that. Not your son. Um, but, uh, no, uh, so anyway, um, kind of going yeah, off the Yeah, so I mean, hopefully point. one day I'll be able to, you know, uh, uh, you know, I hear all these names, the pod squad, and I, I kind of feel like I know them just from hearing them over and over, but hopefully one day when we can have a live show, I'll be able to actually meet everyone yeah, and uh, it, talk to them. So I'm looking forward to that. It's something we're all super looking forward to. Um, I know the pod squad's looking forward to it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's hopefully something we'll be able to get back into. Now, Fred, put yourself yes. over. Mentioned in the beginning, you're creator of Meanie Tunes. Uh, right. And then yeah. you, uh, you sold out to the man and you, uh, no, you went over and, and you now work for ad free shows, creating short stories with Swaggle. Um, right. Um, yeah, you, you and, and, uh, Meanie were very, very gracious about it. Um, I, I think I, I asked you about 10 times and Meanie about three or four, um, if, uh, if, if you were sure that this was going to be okay for me to, well, we thought about it. We thought, um, the only thing that would be fair to do if we told you, you couldn't do that would be to pay you to do our stuff. And we weren't about to do that. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, but no, yeah. You're do- no, you're doing an amazing no, the, the, job the, over there. The, the Meanie tunes, uh, work led directly into this uh position working for conrad which has been a lot of fun and there's still i'm i'm, I'm in the middle of uh, a cartoon right now and i know they've, they've got i think two more queued up that'll, that'll be coming for uh, at three shows and it's the the feedback's been really positive and it's a great great group of guys there i've been working with and it's uh it's a lot of fun it's, it's like i i I've always i think in the back of my mind i always liked animation and playing around with that kind of stuff and i never thought I would be able to do something like this. So, so to get to be a little creative and, and make these 
these stories come to life a little bit. It's it's fun and like and have uh, Swaggle as the host, um, kind of interesting. Like it's, it's just just another like cool moment that when I stop and I'm like, oh, that's like somebody I watch on TV who's like hosting the show that I that I put together. Um, cool. Yeah, so that's 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 a lot of my time right now is uh, is making these cartoons. It, it, it I'm um, I'm a one person uh, team for that, so it's uh, it's time consuming. It's a uh, it's really cool though that you know to to put a bow on the how we met type of thing and you know just how we all got t- to this point was um, really we all kind of had fallen out of love with wrestling in a way um and you know the product wasn't really for us anymore and then a gentleman by the name of conrad thompson started a little podcast with bruce pritchard called something to wrestle uh and i heard it and was like guys you need to listen to this and fast forward a few months later they were coming to do a show at the ecw arena and we were all like we're gonna go to this and i remember saying to my wife like you know, I haven't been in the business for like 10 years. I'm, I'm, I was kind of bitter about it, which I mean, any, that's what happens. I think when things don't work out for you, I wanted to be a wrestler. It didn't really work out Uh spoiler to the rest of the story. But, um, you know, I said there, I was like, you know what? I love this podcast. I just want to go to this show. I've got tickets to go see raw and SmackDown cause they were in Philly as well. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to have fun. I want to get together with the guys. I want to just go enjoy wrestling. It's the thing that made us friends in the first place. I want to just, I'm not in the business. I'm just a fan again. Six months later, I was doing a podcast with Bill Apter and that, and you know, and, but all of it being back in the business all happened. I mean, nine months later, it was me and Calvin were at the first Starcast. So all of that happened from just saying, you know what? We're not really into wrestling anymore, but man, something to wrestle is awesome. So the fact that you fast forward a couple of years and all of us in one way or another have now been able to work with or for Conrad, um, including Matt, you know, out in in Vegas um, and hopefully, you know, more times uh, in the future. I I, I should say too that, that like I was was mentioning like Swaggle and all, like by the time we went to see that show down in Philly, Mm -hmm. Conrad was the person we were most excited to see. Yes. With all due respect to Bruce Pritchard and everybody else. Yeah. Um, so, so I had I, never, I, I had diminish. never been, you know, working for, for almost 20 years in the real estate business. I had never been such a, a mark for a, uh, a mortgage broker. Um, yeah, and, I mean, uh, so, so, was, so that is like in the, when you have those moments of like doing, realizing that we're doing something that's very cool, um, like that to be able to, to, when I, when I send these cartoons over to Conrad and all like that, that's, I, I remember sitting there and just be like, like, you know, we felt, felt so, so removed from it. I think after everything that we had done in the business and we, we felt at that time, we, we had a great time that night, but I think we all felt like we have, we, we were meant to like contribute something to the business. Yeah. Like all of us, like what we, we had cared about, you know, and it's cool to be a part of that in some. It's so surreal because there's a picture of us. We ran to Billy Gunn there. Yeah. And there's right. a picture yeah. of all of us with Billy Gunn. And then fast forward what was it, nine months? All of a sudden, I'm having interactions with Billy Gunn yeah. at different places, different cities. Like, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, I would have we, never imagined that from that from that day. And that's like, that's the arena. 
And that's the funny thing, because, yeah, so, yeah, Billy Gunn, who's someone that, yeah, we did through AEW and everything, had a good opportunity. And some conventions and all just had opportunities to just kind of hang out and, and joke around with. But there was also that night... Um, up in the, I remember them pointing out up right. in the, uh, in, in the rafters was the blue meanie and we're all looking up. We're like, ah, that's cool. The blue meanie. And you know, and now the fact that we're able to do this because, uh, this show here, um, because of the fact that I do a show with meanie Man. and thank you, meanie. Yeah. Thank you, meanie. Um, you know, it's, uh, that's why Mangle's wearing blue headphones for him. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and also I remember Joel Gertner was was there introducing them and stuff, and now I, I get to yeah. do the show with Meanie and Gertner. So it's um, it, it, everything really has kind of gone come full circle, and and I think that that's I hope the takeaway for everybody here um, who's watching this is that uh, it the the TWF story, and that's why this is called TWF talking with friends. The TWF story is really about a bunch of friends who just were like, yeah, you really shouldn't be able to do that, but why don't we just do it? And I think that there's a, a great lesson in that. Um, and the best thing to come from that is a, a, a multi-decade long friendship between all of us. So uh, as Calvin Tan raises a pinky and, and drinks his drink, um, I think that you know seems like a pretty good place to stop this. Uh, I hope that everybody has really enjoyed this. Uh, it was really, this this first episode was going to be much more of a kind of like a, a autobiography type thing. You know, we're backstory. all going to talk. Yeah, kind of a backstory to, to let you know who we are. And I think in the future, we'll be able to do some of these where we just uh, kind of shoot the shit a bit and talk about whatever we want to talk about. Um, but we wanted you to kind of know who we are, why we're here and a little bit about our backstory. So, uh, and I'm sure there are many more stories to come. Uh, like we haven't even talked about our trip to Canada, you know, what about gangrel in the bathroom, Josh gangrel in the bathroom, the, uh, tan pyre as a uh, meanie calls them. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to tell. There is a, there is a lot, uh, a lot to the, unpack the, the, as someone would say, the Sandman in West Virginia. Oscar in the bathroom. What? Oh. Oscar in the bathroom. Oh, Oscar. I thought you said Oscar. Oscar in the bathroom. Yeah. From Men on a Mission. Oscar from Men on a Mission. Yep. That's uh there's a story for that too. We really we really, we really, really do. We really do. Uh so yeah. make sure to, I'm thinking of more as we go. So make sure to uh to tune in the next time. You know, go right now. Subscribe if you'd be so kind. Mind of the Meanie on YouTube. You're here, you're watching this. Click subscribe, hit that little uh, bell, because that will let you know when we come back with these. Because who knows? Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be next month? It'll be next year. Will there be a high demand? Will there be a high demand that we never do this again? We don't know. So make sure you subscribe right now. Uh, follow us on social media. I'm pretty active on there, at Sosa Chernoff. Of course, Mind of the Meanie is at Mind of the Meanie. Fred is at Frederick Chernoff, uh, trying to really get a little bit more active on there. And then of trying, I, yeah. I, I do, I do, uh, I comment on things. I like things and I'm trying to interact with, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of your subscribers have been really good about following me and, and, uh, I, I don't post a lot, but I'm trying to be better about it. 
Yeah. I mean, some would say you're being better as a human being by not posting a lot on social media. Sure. But, uh, and then there's Calvin Tan at Underground Magi. Uh, I think he logged in back in 2013 at one time. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say on Twitter, so I'd rather have you follow me on Instagram because I have better, I like to post pictures there. Is that so. at Underground Magi? No, that's at Calvin Tan Magic. Well, I'm glad you told me now so that we can change the lower thirds before this airs. <laughs> I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but I'm just not going to say anything on there. Yeah. And then there's Matt Mangle. Matt Mangle, you're pretty active on Twitter. <laughs> you're, you're at Mangle Strength? Uh, at Mangle Strength. We've got to get all that better, but uh, we're working on uh, that. I'm, yes. I'm going to follow you right now. It's all a work, Josh. It's all a work, Josh. It's we're, all a work. All work. It's all a work. Well, well that's all we have. For <laughs> <laughs> that's all we've got for you. Um, again, uh, for Matt Mangle, for Calvin Tan, for Fred Chernoff, I am Josh Chernoff. Make sure to tune into Mind of the Meanie every single Monday and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel here, youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie, so you will get a notification when we are back for me to talk with my friends again because this is the new and improved TWF Talking with Friends brought to you. Oh, brought to Brought to you by Donnie. Stop it! Stop it there! Oh, oh, the Donnie here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Donnie to uh, Mangle real quick. Here we go. It's, it's not working. Yeah. Brought to you by Mind of the Meanie. We'll see you next time.